0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bush Buddy Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 30th. In the year of our Lord, 2020, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Liberty Roundtable Live starts now. LovingLiberty.net, our website, spread the word. Incredible talk radio. We're expanding our podcasting. We're expanding our uh, capabilities in our iPhone and Android phone apps. It's just phenomenal stuff, folks. LovingLiberty.net, check it out. Our website for the talk show, LibertyRoundtable.com, spread the word on that as well. Uh, we got the recap of yesterday's show, an incredible show, by the way, two hours. Uh, and first, we talked about this uh, event coming up. Join us live this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, team, or Eastern time, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Political Roundtable 2020, live coverage of the elections, five-hour special broadcast. We're going to be covering the elections in detail. We're not Republicans. We're not Democrats. Liberty Radio.com is where that'll be. Sam votes for Don Blankenship for U.S. president, not Donald Trump. Don Blankenship. Sam also votes for Greg Dordan to be president or to be governor for the state of Utah, and uh, Wayne Hildeby uh, lieutenant governor. So I voted basically for the Constitution Party and for the Independent American Party. And uh, you say, Sam, you said you were going to vote for Donald Trump. I know I did. And I would have voted for Donald Trump uh, if I was in a state that I felt like my vote would make a difference. But Donald Trump is going to win in the state of Utah. There's no doubt about it, okay, compared to Joe Biden. So I don't really need to vote for Donald Trump. I can back Donald Trump the best I can and promote the good that he's done. But I could still then make a political statement about the importance of third parties and about the importance of voting for candidates with moral characters. If enough people would vote for these third-party candidates, would be in great shape. Remember, the Republican Party used to be a third party. That was years and years and years and years ago, though. Nevertheless, it's important to understand that third parties are viable and are not a waste of your vote. And there are good people. When Donald Trump threatens to sue the media for their abuses, but Don Blankenship actually sues the media? $12 billion lawsuit? You know what? Who's all talk and who walks the walk, may I ask? Donald Trump should be backing Don Blankenship's lawsuit against the media but you know what happened donald trump the president remained silent and donald trump jr echoes the dishonest attack against don blankenship why does donald jr just not know the truth is he just that much part of the echo chamber well then don jr needs to spend a whole lot more time on places like liberty roundtable live and a whole lot less time rubbing shoulders with the big wigs in the world right But a flat-out lie has been told. Now, when the lawsuit happened from Don Blankenship, Donald Trump Jr. could have come out publicly and said, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize. I I thought he was a felon. I didn't do my homework. I'm so, so sorry. I'll stand with Don Blankenship. My goodness, what's happened around here? He could be that humble and that forthright. And he'd probably get his name taken out of the lawsuit if he did. But no. So when one president says, I'm going to, You know, stop this libel and slander, but then they participate in it. And members of Trump's campaign participate in it, attacking Don Blankenship dishonestly. And Don Blankenship actually sues the media, $12 billion, sues Donald Trump Jr. and says, you guys are claiming that I'm a felon. It's an absolute outright lie. It doesn't get more outright lie-ish. Is that a word? (laughs) It doesn't get more of a big lie than that, does it, folks? All right, we also had our guest on, Brian Rust, RustcoinAgift.com. We gave an update on the gold and silver markets. We talked about how many steps does it take to ensure your, quote, mail-in ballot is actually counted. We talked about multiple major business groups have called for the public to remain patient. They say, you know what, we probably won't even get the elections on time. And I mentioned, folks, you know what, what's up with that? The more we, quote, make complicated elections... The less valuable and less reliable and less timely they become. I mean, even if you put a rock in a bucket, method would be better and more stable and quicker with vote watchers. But no, we continue to double down in this complicated election process. And then we got to bring in international vote watchers. Do you trust the international vote watchers, folks? By the way, Salt Lake City, the two largest papers (coughs) are going to have to jettison their daily printing. They're going to weekly editions. I'm telling you right now, man, print press is over, folks. It's sad, too, because in the 1984 world of (laughs) manipulated data, Facebook and Twitter, they can shut us down. But again, when people won't put the money into print, then there's no money for it, I guess. By the way, Harley-Davidson launches its e-bike, it's called the Serial One. It's known as a pedal assist bicycle. The difference is it has a small electronic motor. And it's limited 20 miles per hour. It takes three to six hours to charge. It can go from 50 to 70 miles. And uh, depending on the setting, it can be one to four times the output that you give. It can magnify, if you will. We also talked about audio. Hunter Biden lied. It's a video by Tony Bob Belinsky, he said, you know what? <laughs> Biden is lying, both of them. They're guilty of sin. I'm their partner. I should know. Why am I speaking out? Because they're trashing my family's name and putting me in harm's way. There's also audio about Hunter Biden confesses. Yeah, partnership with China's spy chief. What kind of a deal is this. Damning Hunter Biden documents mysteriously Vanish in transit to Los Angeles, says Tucker Carlson. Now UPS claims they found them. But the question is, did they find them and now they're even tampered with or what? Hillary Clinton on the Supreme Court of Biden wins, many say. Rush Limbaugh offers solutions to stop the rioters. He says, toss them in prison in Guantanamo Bay. I reject that solution. Megan Kelly's media coverage. Of President Trump is despicable. Well, she's right about that. It's disgusting, the blaze. Megyn Kelly keeps endorsing Trump and says that it's a non-biased view. Wow, good for her. 96-year-old lady, Sarah Lyons. um, I guess she's an incredible bowler, but she says that her family is the secret to her staying young. So she's 96, she gets out in bowls and has a great time doing really well and says, hey, man, family is the key to the exercise for me. Mayor of Ashland, Ohio, dedicates city to Jesus Christ. May this be the land where he rules supreme. Amen to that. Wow. A lot of good people doing a lot of good things, ladies and gentlemen. And Liberty Roundtable Live is here to tell you all about it. That's a recap of yesterday's show. Still available online, LibertyRoundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, as we gear up for, what, a Halloween weekend? Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir.
2: Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome, Kurt. You want to talk about a former
1: waitress? This is your ten twenty two story still. There's a lot of those babies. Anyway, there's a video, I guess, um former waitress. She got a hundred or I mean a thousand dollar tip, I guess, a one K tip. She pays it forward. Thanks to donors, Kurt.
3: Kind of These cool stories,
2: story. I just, uh, yeah, I just love to see. And, and frankly, it's just, I mean, I know the main thing about bringing it up. You know, some people may have heard of this lady, uh, but, you know. Fat was, chance, Kurt. There's this. Yeah, that's Hold on. Crazy. Look, good unless point, you're yeah.
1: very, very careful what media you watch and listen to, et cetera, how are you going to hear this story, Kurt?
2: It's a very, very good I point, mean, The, the latest uh, news
1: is, oh, Mike Pence picked his nose. I mean, I don't know what yeah. they'd say. Oh, he was just scratching his nose because he had a mask on. I mean, it's just crazy.
2: Something bad. But Amy Fur F-U-R-R, writes this piece for uh, Breitbart and uh, talks about um, a lady there in Nashville, Tennessee. She got a uh, $1,000 tip back in 2017. And, um, well, she's doing the same thing for other workers in Nashville now. Um, and uh, I guess she's a what they call a TikTok star. I don't know if that's something to do with clock or what, but anyway, uh, her name is Lexi Burke. Uh, she told the Tennessean, she said, uh, it was literally the coolest thing ever. I was just shook. I kept questioning why. Are you sure? It's a pile of emotions. Uh, since that time, she and her musician, the husband, Austin, have made it their mission to do the same thing for others. Uh, thanks to donations from people online. The couple recently gave a thousand bucks to a young man playing violin outside a Target with a sign that read, Need to help my mom with rent. God bless. Video footage of the incident went viral. A few days later, more than 45 grand flo- flooded into Lexi's Venmo account from people wanting to participate. Yeah, it's, anyway, there's some other parts to the story if you want to hear we'll talk about it in seconds
1: ladies and gentlemen you got to have a little good news here and there especially on a weekend uh what you want to do is gear up for a god family country style weekend and the best way to do it is to kick it off with some good news huh
4: Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine.
1: All right, back with you live. So we're hearing good news, folks,
2: for a change.
1: You got to dig that. So this waitress got a thousand dollars as what a tip, Kurt.
2: That's right. And this happened in 2017. Well, yeah, she and her husband started this kind of deal that basically, you know, they wanted to do kind of the same thing because she said it was so cool. Uh, she really liked it, and so. Uh, they recently gave a thousand bucks to a young man that was playing a violin, uh, had a sign that said, need to help my mom with rent, God bless. Um, and uh, you know, they sent out video of it, and 45 grand floated into their Venmo account. However, they said the, this is according to the Breitbart piece, the money has continued to pour in, which has allowed these, uh, people to keep handing out big tips to the hardworking people in their community um and uh, i guess there's a compilation video posted to her TikTok account uh showed the surprised recipient's hugging Lexi and thanking her for the gift 80 grand plus raised to date just because you all have wanted to make strangers day uh still so much to give thank you she wrote in another clip taken inside a Dairy Queen she told three employees she was tipping them a 1000 bucks to split between themselves uh, the uh, one of the workers said as another ran out to hug her, says, Y'all are freaking kidding. Le- like, this is a joke. Uh, Lexi said she always got nervous before every giveaway because you just know you're going to shock someone. Uh, thanks to their followers, generous donations, the couple said they would probably start giving away 2000 or $2,500 tips in the near future. Um, and uh anyway bottom line is it's a cool thing uh people get to appreciate it and see it and uh, participate in it sam and uh, it's only you know, cool It though. shows you the good good stories of people good doing good things
1: it's only cool if you want to build up america and not destroy america though if you want to destroy america That's it just right. makes you mad good point you know imagine yeah. all those people running around they probably believe in jesus too don't they I think they do, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's an anonymous Arkansas donor. This is kind of a cool person, too, Kurt.
2: You got this one? Well, that's right. Uh, Yeah. The headline, like you say, reads "Anonymous Arkansas Donor Pays Past Due Water Bills for the Entire Town." You know. So, I mean, we've talked about these different um, good. I guess you could say Good Samaritans, you know, whatever. But in this case, Catherine Rodriguez writes a piece uh, for Breitbart and uh, happens in a, well, according to the Harrison Daily Times in Harrison, Arkansas. The city council met last week to discuss what to do with people who were falling behind on their water payments. Um... And the, chief's, the city's chief financial officer told council members that the city suspended water service for non-paying customers due to the coronavirus financial difficulties. Customers had been warned about it. Uh, they estimated there were about 500 people who could face having their water cut off. These people owed about 10 to 20 grand, somewhere between there. Uh, the Harrison Mayor said a resident who wished to remain anonymous contacted him wishing to pay those overdue bills for the city's customers. And the person donated 15 grand to cover the cost of those past due bills. mayor said he believes the amount would be enough to cover the outstanding amount. So, good stuff, Sam. Hey, man, and this is the kind of
1: thing, folks, where, you know, uh, we tried to create a news network a long time ago called Extraordinary News. And this yes. kind of falls in these the category here for a lot of this. Good people doing good things everywhere just makes you feel better, gives you hope. This waitress got you know some support and then paid it forward to others. Now you got an anonymous Arkansas donor paying past due water bills for entire town, just helping folks out. What during the COVID. and and then you got this yeah. World War two vet, Kurt.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, guys. Uh, now, this is kind of a good and bad got, story, right? Well, he's got cancer. Um, and, uh, so but, we're
1: sad for that and prayers are with the family, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, uh, but the cool thing is, you know, instead of just, I, I guess you could say, waiting around to die, uh headline reads, a World War II vet dying of cancer greets people with American flag every day. He says, uh, this is what I fought for. And, uh, you know, it's happened. The guy's name is John Mastro- Mastrocola. Um, and he's 95 years old. He sits in a lawn chair on his sidewalk every morning at 8 in the morning, according to Fox 61 there. Uh, this is in uh, Torrington, Connecticut. And uh, he's giving lessons about patriotism to anyone who will listen. He says, I'm one of the very few World War II veterans left, so before I leave, I want, to, I want them to remember John, never surrender, Master Cola. Um, the, uh, I want to be Native clear about veteran. this, Kurt. Yes.
1: I don't think this guy's just waiting to die. Now, I know I that he realizes that I have cancer and I'm elderly, so it's an eventuality. Yeah. I get all that, right? And that's he's a, 95, a, you know. That's an <laughs> I mean, eventuality for all of us, Kurt. Right. Yeah. However, what I think he's doing is he's living every day saying, I want to make a difference. I want people to know that I believe in America. I believe in what this land stands for. I've fought for it and I'm willing to die for it. And every day, if I can bring a smile to somebody's face, bring a little cheer, bring a little bit of, quote, inspiration or whatever you want to say. um, To people's hearts and minds and souls and give people a little bit of cheer in this difficult time in which we live and everything else. I'm going to do that every day while I'm here. And I don't know that that's a waiting to die plan. In my opinion, it's to say, "Hey, let's pass on this legacy," knowing that my body's worn out, knowing that it's the order of things on earth, and that's the reality of mortality. I get it, but at the same time, I'm going to use every. I'm going to die with my boots on every day that I'm here. I'm going to go ahead and get it done. And to me, I just think this guy's a hero.
2: Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I guess they say, weather permitting, he can be found sitting alongside the busy street, outside his home, waving the American flag. Most motorists, uh, they say, passing by, wave and toot their horns to show their patriotic appreciation. Um, They awarded him a certificate uh, in recognition of exemplary patriotism in the display of the flag of the United States of America. The veteran said the longest he sat outside waving his flag was one day when he was really teed off. But he usually didn't stay quite that long. He says, other than that, I try to average about two and a half hours, 95 years old out there. Uh, Despite the fact he's dying of cancer, weighed less than 100 pounds, he'd continue sitting outside in his lawn chair with the flag to show the pride he had in America for his fellow service members. He says, when you don't see me out there, then you'll know. And he began humming the familiar military bugle called TAPS. So there's a bunch you know, of other things I like about stuff. this story. One
1: of them only I will mention, Kurt, but this, you know, a lot of people look at the flag and think, oh, that's just a symbol of a failed country. Or they look at the flag and they go, oh, man, that used to represent what I believe in. But now it just represents, you know, belligerent, out of control police, the blue plague, uh, out of control, rioters and liberals and murderers from abortion. And, man, this just isn't the country I believe in. But I want to stop and take a step back and say, you know what? Don't blame the flag. All right, the flag, I understand, um, you know, has come to represent some things in some negative ways for sure. Some people hang it upside down to show their distress about it. But I look at this guy's heart, Kurt. Okay, this gentleman's heart. And this guy, um, World War II vet, so hey, he's put his life on the line for this country years and years and years ago. And now he's dying of cancer, but he's greeting people every day. With the flag and he says this is what I fought for and it's not the piece of material It's not the wrongs that have been done in the name of the flag. It's not in none of those things It's what's in his heart And what he believes in and hopes for the future for America Okay, he's not doing this for him for the next who knows how many days he'll live He's doing this to hopefully give a piece of that love of all things godly All things moral, despite our mistakes as a country, despite the negative things that have happened, what's in his heart is to say, I want to leave this legacy of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And if I can somehow touch someone's heart before I pass away, and then they have that love and that dedication and that belief and that commitment in their heart too. Hey, I've died with my boots on. I've done my duty all the days of my life. I've done the best I can. And that's what I think he's trying to pass along. And so anyway, a lot of people might drive by and go, oh, the flag, he just doesn't even know. Well, maybe so. But what he does know is something that I believe is far more precious. Far more precious indeed. And that is in your heart what you believe America to be and what you want America to be. And in my humble belief, America's got a lot of troubles and it's a, we live in perilous times. I get it all. But I also get that we live in the greatest country on the face of the earth and it's up to people like him, people like me, people like you, ladies and gentlemen, that can influence that narrative for the good. Just ask the waitress that decided to go ahead and pay it forward. Just ask the anonymous donor that paid people's water bills. Just ask the World War II vet and ask your talk show hosts.
2: Your daily Liberty
0: Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: Walter Wallace Jr., the Philadelphia man, shot and killed Monday by police after he was approaching officers with a knife and refusing orders to put the weapon down, led to many nights of rioting and looting. The family attorney says the family is seeking justice, but they are not seeking for the officers to be charged with murder.
4: I don't think so, right? And here's why. Here's why. They were improperly trained and did not have the proper equipment by which to effectuate their job they didn't have it
5: the family does intend to file a wrongful death suit two suspects in florida have been arrested after being accused of stealing mail and mail-in ballots earlier this week using a homemade device capable of lifting letters out of a drop box has been reported by the sun sentinel newspaper the suspects were identified as junior alexander cabral 28 years of age and vladimir cabral Cuevas, 20 usa radio news
6: Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
7: I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are. But I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this.
6: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call one 800 2468 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code. USA.
5: Vaccine update. USA Radio News Tim Berg has the latest.
8: Infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci says we will most likely know in December whether we have a safe and effective COVID 19 vaccine. Fauci saying the speed of vaccine development doesn't compromise the safety or scientific integrity of the process. It is a reflection of the years and years of fundamental basic and clinical research that led to the development of the platform technologies that that allowed us to make that very rapid switch from a sequence to a vaccine.
5: The United States has roughly one half of 1% mortality rate at this time. About 200 migrants were aboard a boat that caught fire and capsized on Saturday, hours after it had left Senegal for the Canary Islands. That's according to the International Organization for Migration. At least 140 people drowned. The Senegalese and Spanish navies, as well as nearby fishermen, were able to rescue 59 people. USA Radio News.
1: Ah, they hate this news to come out before the elections now, don't they, Kurt?
2: Well, they do, Sam. And this, uh, you know, at least in the past, I've not remembered stories of, uh, you know, for example... (laughs) Government wasted money getting sent out, and then uh, uh, the next uh, administration getting some of it back. Uh, but anyway, that's what this story is about. The headline from Daily Caller says Trump recovers taxpayer cash on a billion dollar Obama backed solar plant that was obsolete before ever going online. Now, uh, Chris White, the tech reporter, writes this piece. The Department of Energy reached a settlement to recover $200 million in taxpayers' funds from a loan the Obama administration distributed back in 2011 to finance a billion-dollar solar power plant that was deemed obsolete before it could officially go online. Uh, this is uh, between the Department of Energy and Tonopah Solar Energy. Uh, they say it's got to be approved by the bankruptcy court, according to the Las Vegas jur- Review-Journal, and, uh, They provided, that's the DOE, I should say, we provided $737 million loan to Tonopah September 2011. Uh, The agency dispersed funds for the plant, 2011. Bottom line is, Sam. Hey, Barack wasted a ton of
1: money and got hosed on a deal they should have never been involved in in the first place because it's not even the proper role of government. And President Donald J. Trump recovers the money protecting the taxpayers and where's the media to tell the tale
2: that's exactly right Uh, they say both problems were uh, now they've you know they've they've got this thing just sitting there not really doing anything because it's having what they call an outage sam Uh, but they say the problems are with the facility's hot salt tanks now if you don't know much about Solar, then you under, you don't have any idea why they got salt, hot salt tanks. But you know it's interesting to me to well, see, now you got to explain you know, hot salt tanks to us, Kirk. It. Well, in some solar systems, there's a way to basically uh, store some of the heat that's generated, um, and then release it. Uh, and And salt is a way to, you know, contain that heat, Sam, and then you can release it and uh, run some. You know, like turbines or whatever, release the steam. But I don't know for sure if that's what they're doing. But that's what they stay in say in the story. Um, you know. But the bottom line is, like you said, imagine if the government had never participated. If the solar systems that um, you know were put in were, hey, market driven. Hey, we they'd still be making money on them. Amen but to that. Power agreements, their purchase power agreements uh, are null and void now, and uh, you know this this thing is just one big uh, thing they'll have to clean up, I guess. Amen to that. Donald Trump says,
1: it. "I'll sign reciprocity, national reciprocity, if it comes my way, if it reaches my You know my what desk, that is? No, uh, it's like a deal. Reciprocity okay, so. is like I'll scratch my back, you scratch your back. Or-
2: well, yeah. what it is is uh, me, in these in these cases where, like some states have uh, a Second Amendment, you know they protect the, yeah. uh, you know, for example, let's say if you're in Texas, it's okay to. Yeah. Know, so we have reciprocity carry.
1: with driver's licenses around the country right now. Any state you go to will accept any other state's license.
2: That's right. And but so the bigger term, just so you this. know,
1: means that hey, if you know, we'll make a deal, I'll take care of you, you take care of me. That's generally what the yeah. term means. National reciprocity is this idea that says in second amendments will basically uh, reward or honor uh people's concealed carry permits from uh, given states as far as i understand utah has the greatest uh concealed carry permit reciprocity around the country of any state which is good news but i personally go beyond this reciprocity idea uh and say i want constitutional carry all over the country i don't really know why we have this You have the right to control somebody and give them a permit, and then, oh, we'll accept your permit in other places. I have a God-given right of self-defense, and that ought to be honored. However, in this case, I commend President Trump for his willingness, and I pray we could send it to him. But when the Republicans had the chance to send it to him, they never did, sir.
2: Yeah, that's right. The swamp monsters were way too uh, tough on there. And but, contrary so, like to the you say,
1: Republicans who say they'll sign, 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 say they'll pass, 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 and when push comes to shove, they don't. Proof is right. in Obamacare. They could have got rid of it. Uh-huh. They said they would. They voted 40-plus times to do it. Then when they really got the chance, they didn't. So that's what I'm talking about. I do believe President Trump will, though, if he says he'll sign it when it hits his desk. I believe he'd really do it, Kurt. His record has proven exactly. such.
2: Amen to that.
1: Alright. Dean's on your radio from Utah. Hi, Dean.
9: Sam. Uh yeah, my son this is a little bit different from what we've been talking about over the last couple of years. This involves my son. He was arrested on that uh, so called uh, uh gang uh white supremacist prison gang raid here, uh October fourteenth. I don't know about
1: the- a I don't know about a white supremacist prison gang raid. Is it a raid in prison or what?
9: Well, it's supposed to be these prison gangs that was in Utah. It's been a. Uh, they've had press conferences from that John, the U.S. Attorney John Huber.
1: Kurt, are you caught and up they, on this?
9: What's that?
2: Well, I know that John Huber is a, uh, you know, like he says, a U.S. Attorney. Um, and uh, I, I didn't remember about, um, you know, too much about it, but I know that, uh, you know, there's. There are news stories. Sometimes. All right. Somebody's going to have to set Even the stage to
1: help us that. understand. So you're telling me there's white supremacist gangs in prison? That
9: That's what John Huber's saying.
1: All right. What and are they, they called?
9: Uh, there's three different gangs, supposedly. The two I know is Sacks and Saw. Uh, but it's uh, totally a, a witch hunt. My son has nothing to do with gangs. Nothing to do with anything. Well, hold that, on a minute.
1: If it's a gang in prison, is your son in prison?
9: No, he's never been in prison.
1: So what would he have to do with a prison gang in the first place?
9: Exactly, and and Trump's all over this John Huber. He there's an article in the Deseret News how he calls this John Huber a garbage disposal.
1: And that Trump because,
9: does. Yeah, he tweeted about John Huber last week. It'll tell you in the Deseret News article. Uh, it's a big long uh, article that I haven't read. Just a guy read to me over the, over the phone, and about. Uh, how he he was appointed to investigate Hillary Clinton. Who was And all of a sudden, John, this John Huber.
2: Okay. I remember yeah. something about that.
9: Yeah, and that uh, all of a sudden, all, all everything that he was supposed to get went down to garbage disposal, and he didn't do anything about it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I I see a piece from the Deseret News that says uh, feds crack down on very unfortunate Utah export white supremacist gangs. Dennis Romboy, is a writer. says three white supremacist gangs, including one started in the Utah State Prison, have less street presence after federal and local police took down 21 purported members and associates for allegedly selling drugs and guns. So... Uh, And then it shows a picture of U.S. Attorney John Huber speaking to law enforcement officers before a press conference uh, announcing the arrest of 20 of them. Uh, They say it was a 16-month multi-agency investigation of soldiers of Aryan culture, silent Aryan nation, and noble elect thugs, a group authorities say is new to them. New to us, too. Ended in 15 criminal indictments that were filed in U.S. District Court. Um, John Huber said uh, they are cynics who would say, oh, this is just a response to the political debate that's going on this election season. Uh, Anyway, President Trump came under fire, they say, in the first presidential debate for not clearly denouncing white supremacy and telling the right-wing Proud Boys group which is often tied to white supremacy, to stand down and stand by. You remember that stuff, right, Sam?
1: Yes, I guess I just don't really understand this. Number one, I don't know if it's true, meaning I don't know that there are white prison gangs. Um, maybe there are. Well, maybe there are. I've got a list hold on. of all of them. Okay. Maybe there are, but I don't know what it has to do with any of us. I guess what Wait, I'm saying I, is, I like, guess... so what,
9: right? So what, other than they come and kidnap my. My a son here uh, on October 14th, and I've been dealing with this through all the court system, and they supposed to have been sealed indictments and all this stuff. Uh, anyway, he's pretty much been uh, incommunicado with me, but I've also filed a habeas corpus action on this, and these guys need to be arrested for kidnapping. They wouldn't show me a warrant. Uh, they wouldn't even say what he was being arrested for. This is right in the middle of the day where we work. At this, uh, my friend's place, a multi million dollar operation here in Linden, Utah. Uh, none of the Linden cops knew, knew that they were here. I'm going to talk to Mike Smith today, but these hearings are today, October 30th. Uh, so they've been in there since uh, October 14th, and, and nobody knew why they was locked up. I've talked to him a couple times. The only way I found out was calling the U.S. court to get his case number. And what he was charged for, they told me low-level gun traff—gun trafficking—and so huh. th- then it changed to meth distribution uh, after he was, uh, you know, taken. But the the charges was never produced. All right, stay there. The Let's it's talk about it a little bit more. We'll yeah. do it
1: in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable live.
7: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com.
10: My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do. Just get up here to the hospital, you know. I parked my car, and I went inside. they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me.
4: (laughs) A public service message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: All right, so Dean Spencer in Utah is calling in saying, hey, man, there's white supremacist gangs in Utah and all over the country, and uh, there's an indicted bunch of people in this. White supremacist prison gangs in the United States and all, all over the country, you know, hey, there you have it. They say it's a violent white supremacist gang, and now Dean Spencer's calling in saying, hey, they basically arrested my son. Uh, Dean Spencer saying his son's been kidnapped. Uh, the government's saying, well, oh, no, he's been involved in drug distribution and weapons distribution, and he's part of the white prison gangs, and, you know, there you have it. So, uh, Dean, I understand your plight. I feel bad for your situation. I concur it's a problem. I'd love to know the truth in this case. But, buddy, this has got more twists and turns than a...
9: Oh, yeah, you wait till you hear... You no, it's part it's of not
1: impossible for people to get their arms around it, though, Dean.
9: Well, oh, I know that. I can't even but understand. They, you know. Yeah, they'll they'll get their arms around it when they have uh, their sons and grandmothers arrested. No, they won't.
1: They'll just be in turmoil forever, and they'll never get to the bottom of it either.
9: Exactly. And you don't but believe me? So- just
1: ask Congressman George Hansen, who tried to stop the IRS back in the day and who what? got diesel therapy for the rest of his life and got abused and beat up. And at the end, right before he died, the government said, we're so sorry. Here's a little teeny check to prove that you were right and we were wrong. Now they've got Steve Stockman in prison over the same kind of discussion, trying to stop the IRS uh, and Lois Lerner from their abuses. Uh, they put Evan Bundy in prison for a couple of years. And when he came out, not guilty of a single thing, he doesn't even have a misdemeanor. On his charge. So the problem is the court systems and the government is just flat out out of control. And either we try to reform it from the inside, doing the best we can using the media as our opportunity, or you know what, we take it to more extreme levels. And those are our only choices. Kurt, you want to respond?
2: Well, um, and I'm looking, even the dailymail.co.uk picked up this piece as Utah white supremacists of course they charged. Do, you know, and I'm thinking hey, Utah man, on the map there, I, buddy. I, I must have missed this thing. Uh, but anyway, I guess when you go into Temple Square, you can also check out all the white supremacists in Utah. But they say these uh, guys have been charged with distribution of methamphetamine, uh, possession of a firearm by a felon and a possession of a firearm during a narcotics trafficking offense, among other offenses. Um, so, at least in your son's case, uh, um, Dean, um, uh, you, uh, you say you feel like he's been kidnapped. Um, as far as you know, he's not committed any crimes or, you know, been participant about this. But how would they, uh, you know, they just, you think, just picked him out of a group or what?
9: Oh yeah, what what, what happens is there's somebody that sniffs on. They just throw a name out and uh, arrest them and try to shake them down. The thing of it is, uh, here's what the, the rules of procedure are totally upside down. They're supposed to come when they arrest you, both have an arrest warrant. There's no arrest warrant, so nothing's been signed by. Yeah, but hold on,
1: who cares yeah. in America? There's no accountability if you don't have an arrest warrant.
9: Exactly, but I'm 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 exposing this because I've already got a case filed. On a civil action with me being his uh, representative, his lawyer, on a habeas corpus action. Right. I but, filed but hold that on, Monday. hold on,
1: hold on. You're not a lawyer though,
9: right? I don't have to be. Right here at the at the back of it, they've already accepted I've already got a case number. It says the signature of attorney or other authorized person. If any, I can act what's called in relator. That's that's like a parents patria, a ter- attorney general. Or anybody that wants to uh, make an action on somebody, in case they're like a minor or anybody that's incapacitated, or anybody like him that's locked up. It's not my first day on this stuff. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've got this stuff per- perfected. And, and they, I have, and I have no doubt.
1: And I have no doubt that you're right. But no matter how right you are, no matter how perfected your tactics are, uh, you know what? They'll just come and take your house. They'll just come and take everything you have, and by attrition, they'll just slowly wind you down. And destroy everything that you have, sir.
9: Not this time. They've already destroyed everything I have. See, that's why I have nothing to lose. All right. I have absolutely nothing to lose.
1: Well, our prayers they, are with your son. I think you got to keep us up to date on this one. Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm, like not, a, I'm not. No, def- I know. Hold on. I, I, I'm not defending their side. I'm just telling you how corrupt they've become. That's all.
9: Exactly. And I've over the years where I've talked to you, you know, I know how corrupt they are. But I'm not giving up.
8: Well, it's yeah. interesting
2: to me that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I didn't really know about these, these stories at all myself until uh, he brought these up to us. And yet here's a story in the New York Daily News, a story in the, you know, across the pond. Uh, yeah, here's the, the plan, uh, Kurt. What they want to do is
1: they want to basically, uh, you know, create this white supremacist fear. Everybody's a white supremacist, yep. okay, uh, that they don't agree with. That believes in constitutional, you know, um, principles, the rule of law, law and order, morality, integrity, Christian beliefs, uh, you know, uh, the moral high ground, eternal law. Okay, And what they want to do is is back into this. Everybody's a white supremacist. And the way you do that is you either call him a KKK member or what you do is you attack the prison population first because who's going to who's going to defend a couple of derelicts in prison, Kurt? See, good point. And then over time, it'll be. Well, this guy's not in prison yet, but he should be. He's part of the gang. In fact, he's the outside wing of the prison white supremacist uh-huh. kings and and, then, and and they go on and on and on. I think Dean Spencer's right on this. I just don't think we have a chance to do much about it because, number one, most Americans aren't willing to put a penny where their mouths are on anything. Uh, number two, we don't have big enough numbers, uh, and so we can't really expose it. We don't have the money to fight it, right? Attorneys are all passed by the bar, so they're all corrupt, and you can't trust and count on them with rare exception. Uh, And so, you know, we got a serious, serious problem on our hand. Dean's right about this. I'm not at all taking their side. I'm just telling you, like I told Ken Cromar and like I'm telling Dean Spencer and like I'm telling others, you're running against a buzzsaw where they'll just destroy everything related to you and virtually make you homeless. That's what they'll do. And so Uh, the the only question left is what do we do about it, Dean?
9: Well, like I said, I've been homeless for 20-something years when I – Got started into this uh, rat race of, of of going against them, and uh, you know this is right up next to you in Cedar Hills is where uh, he was living with his uh, sister. His um, fr- uh, friends with the uh, Greg, uh, well, but they both go to the temple. But an- anyway, so they got his his address up there in S- Cedar S- Hills. So public informations will send them right up there to where my my daughter lives, and they have. Pro- I don't even know if they know about this yet. But, yeah, hmm. but he, they've got him as a co-defendant with his this head guy, supposedly this head guy, this Stephen Mack uh, uh, Swina, as a uh, uh, co-defendant, and he doesn't even know it yet.
1: Yeah, but uh, see, I don't even know this Richards or you know, Stephen Swina guy or whatever else. I don't know if he's yeah. guilty or not. I don't know anything about him. No,
9: I, nobody even knows him. Well, this I,
1: is the problem, is that, and so if those links are there, you know, does your son know him?
9: Well, I don't even know yet, but absolutely, he doesn't know him. What I'm working with, my son has a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. We've been raised around here. He's has friends that were in in the prison system, and he he's helping me right now because he knows that Clint's no, uh, this is not Clint.
1: Well, and um, I agree. I'm but, but, but what I
9: what I'm getting at is, I we got these list of 21 people, and he's going over it and checking off the off the boxes, which ones he knows. You know, like this last, last one, Brett Miller was a cop task force. He thinks it's the cop, the uh, cop that on the task force in Salt Lake County. And what he would do, he would take their dope and go sell it. He was running his own little mini gang force. And so, and I know, I know this uh, Mandalee Graham. Uh, I know she's just a, a user. Uh, most of these guys are just a user. So what they do is they. This is a big publicity stunt for a while. Well, that, that's know. my
1: point. But think about this: for Kurt, let's say you're Kurt Crosby right now. You're a yeah. syndicated talk show host. Uh, you uh, are, uh, you know, an American patriot, and so you. and and, and now, uh, of all the cases and all the problems in America, Kurt can work on. If Kurt spends his time focusing on a prison gang that's known for white supremacy, whether there is one or not associated with certain people who we don't even know and we've not vetted, and then all of a sudden leading to your son, what I'm telling you is I don't think it's that Kurt doesn't care. I think it's that, you know what, to investigate that, Kurt, and to take that on is something for you to focus on. Pretty soon they'll say, hey, Kurt Crosby's a sympathizer of the homeless, of the white supremacist drug-using gangs in prison.
9: Exactly, and now what, so that's, Kurt? The, that's that's what that's what I'm getting at. It. It'll everybody will be is associated with it. That's why I'm glad I have nobody associated with me. And they'll go Kurt, after them
1: if Kurt finds you know fights this, then they'll drag him into court and they'll say, Hey, Aesop's Fables. Kurt's guilty by association. Kurt's been friends he, with this homeless guy, who's tied yeah. to this drug user, who's tied to this white supremacist gang in prison, and they've been aiding and abetting the prisoners uh, from outside, and they've been and and Kurt. You know what? Your honey stands probably just a front for all that. And now where do you go? And then they'll barbecue you in the court of public opinion. You know, Ammon and I, Ammon Bundy and I documented this very well, what they do, right? They first isolate, uh, then they demonize, and then they destroy. I-D-D, isolate, demonize, and destroy. That's what they've done to your son. That's what they've done to you. And now what they're trying to do is do that to me and Kurt, right, Kurt?
2: Well, I guess so, Sam, and, uh, you know, it's uh, amazing to me to see, uh, I guess you could say it's kind of like the one guy that said, man, it's a, a target-rich environment. There's sure a lot of work to go on. I think that's the way the president feels like when he he's trying to clean out the swamp. Uh, but um, one thing I will say about this man that's just on the radio with us is uh You know, he seems to be uh, hardworking when it comes to trying to correct these problems. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what we've been doing for what, uh, since the 90s, working in the media, trying to make a difference. And we feel like every so often we're, you know, just the little guys doing what we can do and we wish we could do more. But uh, I think everybody's got to do their part. Uh, and the mainstream press is going to
1: pitch the narrative of white supremacist gangs now evil and violent and dangerous they are and we're going to push the narrative to say hey wait a minute you know what when we research this story it doesn't stand up to scrutiny at all there's all kinds of dishonesty and manipulation going on here dean spencer's right ferreting out exactly what's happening here i haven't had the time to work into every detail of you know each person and what's true and what's not and who's you know i bet you if you study those 21 or 22 people which is going to be very hard to get to the bottom of but you'll find out a bunch of them are government provocateurs you watch
2: we've seen it so many times in different situations and it's what keeps the courts and the you know the uh, lawyers and judges all in business right Sam? yeah
1: for sure so i'm not uh, taking their side but my advice to ken cromar and my advice to you dean spencer and to your son and to all these people is you know what your best bet is to not spend your time waging the war in the courts because, you know what, they don't care about the truth. I learned this when my buddy, his name is Hans Anderson, literally indicted the Federal Reserve for crimes back in the early 80s. And the judge, it was a, literally a codified grand jury grand that did jury this. And all the judge perfect. said as he laughed, he goes, this is a runaway grand jury, dismissed. Wow. Well, if that can happen, huh, they can do anything they want. So my advice to all of you would be, hey, get out of jail, get as far away from them and live on as, you know, humble of a piece of property as you can. Build yourself a campsite out somewhere as cheap as you can and live on it and just stay out of their clutches and stay away from them and pray they pick on somebody else because you just can't win in the courts. You can fight it for 20 years, 50 years. But if they let you win, their whole house of cards comes down. They'll never let that happen if they can help it. Thanks, Dean. Yeah, thank you. There he goes. I don't mean to be difficult or ignore his plight. I think his plight's serious, and I'm glad he reports on it. But I don't have faith in the system. Do you?
0: Broadcasting Live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 30th in the year of our Lord, 2020, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'll I'll tell you this right now. We talked last hour to a man by the name of Dean Spencer. And we talked about a very serious issue. I don't mean to mock it or make fun of it in any way. White supremacist prison gangs in the United States? Question mark? In Utah, where we live? Shocking. I know. Is it true? Don't know. I suspect there's a grain of truth to it, but I also suspect the government has uh, agent provocateurs in the mix, agitating and fueling The exercise, just like they did with Randy Weaver, just like they tried to do with Ammon Bundy, and on and on and on and on. All right, now, uh, Dean Spencer says his son uh, is caught up in one of these uh, situations where uh, they just kidnapped him and arrested him. Dean Spencer claims he has nothing to do with these gangs and doesn't know them or anything else. I suspect there's probably a little more grain of truth to it. Maybe some association. Don't know, can't answer the uh, individual situations because I haven't dug into the story. But I will say this, fighting in the court systems, I believe, is a losing battle. You can say, well, Sam, what about Ammon Bundy? He won. Sam, what about Sheriff this? He won. What about, yeah, you get wins on occasion, and I'm grateful for those wins. Ammon Bundy went to court because they threw him in jail, and eventually a grand jury and a judge both said guilty of nothing, but he still lost two years of his life in prison. He still had to spend a bunch of cash to to defend himself. I mean, he lost big. But you know what? I don't believe in our system today, folks. And I've lost faith in our system. I said that at the end of the last hour, and I'm going to repeat it now. And I don't mean to be negative on America. I think we can bring America back. One of the great things about America is we have the, the, in the supreme law of our land, and in the checks and balances, we have the seeds for solutions is the way I like to say it. We have the ability to bring it back and insist on the checks and balances. We have the ability to bring it, but it's going to take enough of us. It's going to take incredible education in the media and otherwise. I don't believe we can bring back our country without taking the media back first because you just can't get the truth of what's going on. How many people have even heard of these prison gangs without Dean Spencer coming on Liberty Roundtable Live to tell his story? All you see in the mainstream press is how evil the white supremacists are. So you can't even get the real story in the who's who. Are there really white supremacist gangs in prison? Maybe. And if so, I jettison them. But I have a suspicion that it's not as we're told, and if you really study the details, you'll be shocked, as Dean Spencer wisely points out. Okay, Dean Spencer's been fighting in the courts for over 20 years. He's homeless, okay? My buddy uh, Ken Cromart is now homeless, and he's fighting in the courts. Kirk Crosby got attacked and abused and shut down and lost his house to the IRS. Myself, I've had to fight the IRS, the FCC, and the USDA, all three at the same time. And uh, I know if Kirk Crosby... And Ken Cromar are just abused and completely shut down. They're some of the most gentle people I know. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know what? Anybody who takes on this system individually seems to get crushed with rare, rare, rare exception. Anybody who uh, you could say makes a deal with the devil, but I would say it a little differently. Anybody who plays their game seems to be all right. So I played their game. I made a a situation with the IRS to where, hey, I finally, you know, paid them some money and filed for an abatement, and now I'm not sideways with the IRS, but I file my income taxes, okay? Some would say, well, you're making a deal with the devil. You're just in with the beast. Well, the scriptures teach us this. Agree with thine adversary quickly while in the way with him. What does that mean? Uh, Jesus Christ says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. What does that mean? And you can go on and on and on and on with examples of how should we behave and what should we do. And I believe that I can do more for the sacred cause of liberty by being free and on your radio than I can ever do by fighting in the courts at great expense with money that I don't have because I can't get the word out. Americans can't even know the truth. The media is being used against Ken Cromar relentlessly. You know, they say that he he had sniper positions in his house, that he was violent and bringing, you know, Uh, violent thugs into your neighborhood. They control the whole narrative. Without guys like me, Ken Cromar can't even get the word out to anybody. Now, I'm not attacking Ken Cromar. I'm making a point about the importance of the media. And so we need to be very careful. We need to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, as the scriptures teach us. We need to turn the other cheek. At the same time, we need to stand up for religious liberty like no other. How do we get all that done the most effectively? I'm not telling you that I know everything. I know that it takes a lot of prayer. I know that it guides people differently. People are on a different quest, a different trajectory. I get it, and I agree. So I'm not here to attack anybody else's methods. But I am here to say I think the best way is to not have a lot of assets, to live inexpensively, and to stay out of trouble with the system and fight them on the high moral ground. That's through the media. That's through homeschooling your children. That's through uh, working for your own companies. That's and there's a lot of methods to this agenda. With that, Kevin, you're on the radio.
11: Hi, Sam. Great to be on the radio with you today. I kind of bridged into a question that I have. Um, what was your opinion of Dellen H. Oaks's talk uh, in LDS General Conference in the first part of October?
1: All right, so just so everybody understands, Dallin H. Oaks is one of the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's considered one of the 12 apostles. Uh, And he, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, has um, semi-annual general conferences. And so they speak to the whole 16, 17 million member worldwide church twice a year. Uh, And he gave a speech that was quite political in nature. And he covered a lot of ground in that speech. Just so you know, Dallin H. Oaks is what, a former Supreme Court justice? Or not Supreme Court, a fellow appellate court justice, I should say?
2: In Utah. Well, he was on the Utah Supreme Court.
1: All right. So uh, anyway, I bring that up to say this guy's an attorney. This guy's very knowledgeable, very capable. And he said a lot during that speech. So I guess I would have to kind of know when you say what, you know, do I agree with his speech or whatever else? Let's just talk about a little bit of aspects of it. What aspect are you specifically speaking to?
11: Well, uh, basically, kind of like what you said, obeying the laws of land, because uh, I'm a big fan of the Bundy family, and my family would, you know, like, oh, Kevin, what did you think of Dallin H. Oakes's talk? Do you see why the Bundys are wrong? And,
1: well, so let uh, me, let me stop really let me stop and ask a simple question about the Bundys. What law? I'm going to say that again. What law has Ammon Bundy broke? And if well, you, hold on. If you ask the jury and if you ask the judge and if you ask over two years of court cases and being in prison for two years, he doesn't even have a misdemeanor on his record, sir. He has broken no law. And if he has, let them bring the charges against him. Let them go to a court of law. Let them have appropriate, transparent due process. But the only criminals in the case against David Bundy has been the government, sir. And the proof is what the judge said. The government withheld the evidence, lied, perjured themselves, and the case is so corrupt by the government's side that we're just going to have to simply dismiss it.
2: Here's a, here's a couple of So uh, I want to know what, quotes from... hold on,
1: what law did Ammon Bundy break, first of all?
11: Well, there's I only one you, Sam. No, there's only one answer. Nobody
1: can disagree with me. Because if you say he broke a law... Then file charges if he didn't break a law. The courts have said he didn't break a law so far.
2: In the uh, talk from uh, President Oakes, it's called "Love Your Enemies." Uh, he's there's a couple. Now hold of on. That, by the way, that, that title is, be...
1: is really from the Savior, right?
2: Yeah, it's a good one. So let's let's be uh, clear he about says, that. says, "We live in a time of anger and hatred in political relationships and policies." We felt that this summer, when some went beyond peaceful protests. And engaged in destructive behavior, we feel it in some current campaigns for public offices. Unfortunately, some of this is even spilled over into political statements and unkind references in our church meetings. In a democratic government, we will always have differences over proposed candidates and policies. Now, stop However, there. as followers, yes.
1: So when he says that our democratic government, I don't believe we have a democratic government. I believe we have a constitutional republic government. So that's my opinion on that. That's what I mean by it's so nuanced. And he's, you know, uh, in general, I agree with President Oaks. I think that there's some exceptions and some differences of opinion on different things, right? Like if I were to say we're a constitutional republic, I'm sure that the former court justice would agree, right, Kurt?
2: Good point. Uh, he says, uh, however, as followers of Christ, we must forego the anger and hatred with which political choices are abate, are debated, and denounced in many settings. Okay, stop. Here's one of our. Yes. No, I
1: agree with that a hundred percent.
2: Yeah, he says, here's one of our Savior's teachings, probably well known but rarely practiced. Ye have heard that it hath been said, "Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy." But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That's, of course, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 44. He says, for generations, Jews had been taught to hate their enemies. I didn't know that, uh, by the way. And they were then suffering. Yeah, remember an eye for an eye, domination. a for a shirt you know they're taught that. I guess so, but the hate part for their enemies, I just, you know, I remember that, but maybe I just didn't put it together. Anyway, he says, uh, and they were then suffering under the domination and cruelties of Roman occupation, yet Jesus taught them, quote, love your enemies and do good to them that despitefully use you. What revolutionary teachings for personal and political relationships But that is still what our Savior commands. In the Book of Mormon we read, For verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hath the spirit of contention is not of me, but is of the devil, who is the father of contention, and he stirreth up the hearts of men to contend with anger, one with another.
1: And Kevin, I agree that contention is of the devil. I agree with Dallin H. Oaks and the Savior Jesus Christ on all these points. Stay there, we'll talk about it more.
8: conceived in Liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator as a physician I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand I defy those who are careless who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
1: Anyway, so the talk is very long and very detailed from Dallin H. Oaks on Love Your Enemies. Uh, And he talks about how to jettison hate and how to focus on love and how to follow the Savior Jesus Christ. And I agree that we need to back away from contentions that are of the devil. Love Your Enemies. And here's the, in my opinion, most cogent sub-headline of the whole talk that typifies what I absolutely 100%, 1,000% agree with. Here's what it says. Knowing that we are all children of God, gives us a vision of the worth of others and the ability to rise above prejudice. And I agree with that. And he spent his time talking about love, forgiveness, peace, following the Savior, turn the other cheek, uh, pray for those who persecute you, show forth our kindness to all mankind, If men and women everywhere would exercise the pure love of Christ, just think of the world we could live in. Okay, this love seeks for nothing in return, has no bigotry, no hatred, has no financial standing. He goes on to a lot of divisions and says, hey, it erases all those divisions. We need to expand our circle of love and embrace the whole human family. So be subject to the powers that be. Render to government what's government's and render to God what's God's. Is the example with rendered a Caesar, if you will? We believe in being subject to kings, principles, rulers. Okay, so you got the twelfth article of faith. That doesn't mean that we completely give in and that we abandon well, our faith. one point, it means that, that our faith—it up... means that our faith isn't at conflict. So a lot of people, Kurt, will misuse that and say, "Hey, wait a minute! You know, we don't agree with the Romans, or we don't—we don't agree with this or that." And you get very mixed up to thinking that you got to betray your faith. To balance these things, and he's really telling you that's not true,
2: and and to uh, ex- I guess to expand on that, Sam. Right after he quotes the twelfth uh, article of faith about being subject to kings, presidents, rulers, and magistrates in obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law, he says this does not mean that we agree with all that is done with the force of law. So I think that might be uh, Kevin's answer to his family or whatever. Uh, he, but then he goes on, he says, it means that we obey the current law and use peaceful means to change it. It also means that we peacefully accept the results of elections. We will not participate in the violence threatened by those disappointed with the outcome. Um, anyway, so this a lot of good counsel, I think, in there. He quotes
1: Abraham Lincoln and says this, Abraham Lincoln was right when he said, there's no grievance that's a fit object of redress by mob law. In other words, hey, you know what? No matter what your problem is, going to anarchy and mob law isn't the answer. Okay, we need to have legal means. And, you know, Dean Spencer from last hour is going to the courts. Uh, And in my opinion, he's in the right venue. The only reason I say don't go to the courts is because he's fighting a battle that he can't win. His one case turns into 50 cases, turns into 500 cases, turns into 1,000 cases, okay? But I believe that's out of anger that Dean Spencer is driven for 20 years to remain homeless and just take on the government at every turn, every day, his whole life. He's become completely consumed. And really, the talk from Dallin H. Oaks pretty much says this. We have got to jettison this anger. Okay, we need to eliminate racism. We need to eliminate divisions everywhere. We've got to love one another. This uh, situation in America, we've had a history of racism in America. He's right about that. It's got to stop. He's right about that. But really, it's anger versus love. It's contentions versus people working together. It's hatred or retribution rather than forgiveness, and I believe—and I don't speak for uh, President Nelson H. Chokes or you know one of the Twelve Apostles of the Church—but I will say this: in my opinion, that's his message—to say, guys, we're all God's children. Let's behave like it. You got to replace hate with love, violence with peace. You got to focus on the things that bring people together, the things of Christ. Right. I am for the abolition of slavery. But he also says, two Yale uh, professors remind us of this. For all its flaws, ladies and gentlemen, the United States is uniquely equipped to unite a diverse and divided society. Its citizens don't have to choose between a national identity and multiculturalism. Americans, let me say that word again, Americans, Can have both. But the key, ladies and gentlemen, is constitutional patriotism. We have to remain united by and through the Constitution, regardless of our ideological disagreements. There you have it.
2: We have no eternal allies and no perpetual uh... enemies, Kurt that's so important to uh highlight sam don't you think um, yeah that's why i picked know, it out of the to, talk
1: because i i really think know, that's the key
2: remain united by and through the constitution uh regardless of our ideological disagreements and uh you know and that's one thing that does you know at least in the current um, world that we're seeing uh, current battles uh, politically um seems to me that uh, one group, or at least uh, many, have jettisoned the idea of the Constitution, or they only use it to l- almost literally get rid of the Constitution, Sam. Amen.
1: Like. And so the qu- question that Kevin started out by saying is, do you agree with President Oaks' talk? And the answer is absolutely yes, I do. The reason that I started out by saying it's very nuanced and very complicated is because I want to explain The only thing I question a little bit is when he says we live in a democratic society. I get what he's saying. There's democratic principles in almost everything we do. But I'd hesitate when we really kind of perpetuate that in light of those who are promoting democracy. Uh, We really have a constitutional republic. Yes, we have a lot of democratic principles in which we participate. No doubt about it. Uh, But as a whole, I agree with the talk. And I most importantly agree with this idea that says, hey, we have got to change our ways. We have got to love our enemies, knowing that we are all children of God. It gives us a vision of the worth of others and the ability to rise above prejudice. I agree with that completely. And I will say this. He then goes on and talks about how when you hate someone or when you are at odds with somebody, if you just take the time to step back and set aside emotions and you actually get to know people, you'll find that even if you may disagree on things, that they're very human. That they love and they have happiness and joy and sadness and grief. And, you know, the experiences for all of us as different as we think we are from one another are strangely familiar, uniquely similar. at to the point where when you get to know people, eventually you'll say, you know what? I don't agree with his view or her view, but you know what? <clears throat> She's a nice, he's a wonderful, there's a lot of great qualities about, they're not as bad as I thought they were. And so he makes that point as well that I can't overlook uh, in the article. I've read it, I understand it, and I agree with it, uh, is the answer to your question. But the reason I wanted to talk about the nuanced details is because I want to highlight what I agree with the most. And I want to highlight the focus of what his intent was. And I want to uniquely focus on the, the, um, the details. If I just say, oh, yeah, I agree with the talk, it was great, thanks, Kevin, then it doesn't really help our listeners catch up. Kevin?
11: Yeah, well, uh, just to play devil's advocate here, uh, you and I have talked off the air. I'm a big fan of the Bundy, but people would say, "Oh, uh, Alan Bundy or broke the law, of trespassing in a federal building in Burns, Oregon." Then why, then, hold
1: on, then why is he not guilty of that?
11: I believe it's because the government got caught red-handedly with informants. My personal opinion. All right, so let's, let's make the hold
1: on, hold on. So let's make the government completely accountable and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, and then let's go ahead, and if there's charges against Ammon, they're legitimate. Let's uh, file them and have them stick.
11: Oh, you have a point. But what um, you're saying is the there's... government's
1: too corrupt to hold Ammon accountable for things that he violated? See, I think he didn't violate any laws is the problem. And you could say, well, he took over that refuge. There's no law that says you can't peacefully go into a refuge. There's been all kinds of other organizations and groups that have taken over Uh, Things like that or, you know, come in and sat in there like a protest. When are you violently taking over something versus when are you peacefully going in there to demonstrate and have a right to sit there? See, the debate has to do with the nuances of the law versus what they did. They didn't take it over. They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't hostily uh, repel anybody. They were making soup and inviting farmers and ranchers to come and sit down and talk to them. Okay, this narrative that they were violent and that they were standoffish and that you couldn't get close isn't true. Okay, they were literally making soup and inviting people to come and sit down and discuss land issues with them. You don't believe me? Then why did Ammon Bundy put on his hat and go sit in the middle of a gymnasium? When the government was talking to the people, he sat right in the middle of the bleachers, unarmed. You say, well, Sam, that's just a facade. Okay, how come he sat and met with the sheriff over and over to the point where the sheriff's like, I don't even want to meet with you anymore, Ammon. And Ammon's like, please, let's just meet. Let's sit down. We can work this out. That's all on record, folks. Stay there. Kevin's questions are good.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: Americans have a choice Tuesday. They can vote for President Trump or Joe Biden. The contrast between the two candidates really stands out. The Midwest will see the most campaigning Friday from both candidates. Officials arrest a second suspect in the Nice, France church attack Thursday. The AP is reporting a judicial officer, not authorized to be named publicly, said Friday the second suspect is a 47-year-old man believed to have been in contact with the attacker the night before the incident. There's more to the full moon Halloween. USA Radio News, Val Dior, has more.
7: The blue moon on October 31st will be the first full moon on Halloween in 76 years. According to info from NASA Earth and the Old Farmer's Almanac, the last time a full moon fell on Halloween was 1944. This full moon follows the harvest moon on October 1st. A blue moon is when two full moons fall in the same month. With USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior.
6: Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life
11: at a time the product that you have given me here is as far as i'm concerned sent to me from heaven i love it a great deal it's hard to find anything that's real nowadays i enjoy it immensely it's making my life so much better i feel so much better and during this pandemic i have no worries whatsoever my immune system has got to be at a top-notch level i don't seem to get colds or anything I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool.
6: Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
5: Shaka Johnson, the family attorney for Walter Wallace Jr., says the family wants the officers who killed their son not to be charged with murder.
4: I don't think so, right? And here's why. Here's why. They were improperly trained and did not have the proper equipment by which to effectuate their job. They didn't have
5: it. Mr. Wallace was shot by Philadelphia police while wielding a knife and approaching the officers, ignoring commands to drop the weapon. Apple is planning to build its own search engine to rival Google. According to Wednesday's Financial Times report, U.S. antitrust authorities are threatening to squash deals Google made with device makers to be the only search engine as the default option, specifically iPhones and Samsung phones. Apple's iPhone has started to show its own search engine results and link directly to websites when users type in search queries directly from the home screen in versions iOS 14 and later. The report stated Google pays Apple between $8 and $12 billion and 12000000000 dollars every year for its search engine deal. USA Radio News.
1: Taking on the topics nobody else will discuss, ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, Kevin Montana, chiming in. So Kevin wants to be the devil's advocate and say, hey, you know, they say uh, Ammon Bundy broke laws. And my response is, well, hey, you know what, file charges against Ammon Bundy and let's see if they can stick. Problem is they did that, and well, the jury says not guilty, and so does the judge. And then you say, well, why is that? And you say, well, because the government's too corrupt. And I say, well, good. Prosecute those suckers then. And if there are real charges against him and Bundy, where there's laws broken, let's talk about them. The problem is there are none, sir.
11: Yeah. Um, now let me just ask you a question. You may not know the answer. Was are there? When you go to that refuge in Burns, were, are there no trespassing signs in the winter or? because somebody would use that against
1: that. Well, my response is when you say no trespassing signs, who has the right to put a no trespassing sign up uh, for a refuge that's for the public?
2: As far as I know, there were no signs about that. It was just basically, you know, a a place. I mean, we were close by there. We didn't go on to the uh, refuge. But, you know, I mean, you just got massive amounts of ground when you – it's like the people that want to say that the world is covered with people, and then they need to travel between, like, Oregon and New Mexico just driving. You'll find out there's a lot of space out there. But as far as I know, there were no, um, no trespassing trespass But whether there signs. was
1: or wasn't, though, who has a right to put a no press trespassing sign on, public, on a public refuge?
2: Well, and think about uh, Ammon Bundy's kind of protest, if you will, versus the kind of protests we see um uh, kevin i mean think about the way that they went and did it i mean they cleaned up things uh you know took care of the place yes, they, they did. didn't start any police buildings on fire and sh- pull over police cars and start them on fire or bust windows and steal stuff i mean none of that happened uh and yet um you know i mean you'd think they were the Biggest criminals ever, and these people hauling off all these stuff out of uh, busted-up stores, they're like, uh, you know, patriots for America, you know?
1: Not only that, let me ask you this. Ken Cromar put no trespassing signs on his property, and the government just literally rolled up in the MRAP and took his wife out of the property with the no trespassing signs. Kevin, who's trespassing?
11: The government. Now some would say though that the church did come out. The Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, came out and condemned the actions of the Bundys. But right, so family me, would me, use that against that.
1: So let me give you another example. They say Emmund Bundy got arrested for the second time in twenty-four hours because he was trespassing at the Idaho Capitol building. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. I was silent on purpose. I want that to sink in. How do you trespass at the Idaho Capitol building. Isn't that like a public place?
11: Yeah. In fact, those meetings were supposed to be open to the public.
1: Well, except for not Ammon. You want to know why?
11: Or
1: You want to know why not Ammon? Because. Because some belligerent, out-of-control thug said so. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So I understand that I'm not here to debate between Ammon and the church. And I'm not here to debate Ammon's Mm -hmm. standing in the church. I am here to tell you, if you can find a law that Ammon broke, go ahead and prosecute him for it. If you can't, and if the government's too corrupt to get that done, then I think Ammon's story is being told without even saying a word, isn't it?
11: Yep. Now, some people would say, oh, Clive and Bundy broke a rule because he didn't pay grazing fees for 20-plus years. What would you say to that? About paying grazing fees? Yeah, because it's... The law of the land is what people would say.
1: Well, so what I would say to you is this. Um, As far as I understand, Cliven Bundy was willing to work through the courts and was willing to pay the state, who the fees are due to, the money. The problem is they wanted it to go to the feds, and there's a big old debate between the feds and the states. And there's been land debates before even uh, the Bundys were alive. And so I submit to you that the federal government needs to quit disobeying the law and violating states' rights. The government has all kind of land and all kinds of states and all kinds of control over land where there's no constitutional authority. And so my response is, who's Actually, in the right or wrong, Ammon Bundy, uh, Cliven Bundy, or the government that claims control over water and land and cows and everything, when there's no constitutional authority for them to have that at all?
2: And you look at the state of the way
1: but, but before the government started well, pointing guns, Cliven Bundy was peacefully in the courts.
2: You look at the state of Nevada, um, Kevin, where they basically have like 85 years or more now uh, that they've had this what they call a temporary agreement with the federal government where, you know, nearly uh, somewhere around 85 percent of their ground for Nevada is owned and or controlled by the federal government. And like Sam says, you know, the Constitution outlines very clearly um, what the federal government is supposed to own or, or you know, have, at least ground-wise. Besides the 10 miles square of Washington, D.C., it's a very limited amount. And yet, um, you know, out West especially, they just have gone crazy with their... Uh, you know, quote, ownership or uh, control of ground, uh, in my opinion. And so uh, that part, uh, that has part of this uh, root of this whole thing with the ranchers. You know, like in that county where and Bundy and the Bundys are, they used to have about 50-plus uh, ranchers, as far as I know. Those guys are the only ones yep, left. Well, and if you um, want to talk about Ramona it's Hayes. amazing.
1: Uh, of the Hague family, Wayne Hague was the leader. He's now passed away. The father rancher. Ramona Hague continues the court cases in her father's stead. It's been going on for more than 35 years. We literally, with the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association, which I happen to be the operations uh, you know, a director for that organization, so I'm pretty involved. And we went to the National Press Club. And we rented out space. And we promoted live and uh, in recordings, have videos of this where Ramona Hague stood up there and explained her whole court case that's been going on for over 35 years. And the judge in the case said to the federal government over the land violations of the federal government in the Hague case was, government, you're derelict in your duty. Bring your checkbook. You owe the Hagues a lot of money for your abuses. Well, so they won. They said the government was guilty of racketeering. Okay, but that hasn't changed anything. Ramona and her family still continue to get beat up by the government who won't obey the law. So I ask you... Kevin, what are we going to do to make the government obey the law?
2: And that sounds like the question well, Ammon asked so many times, what are rebels we to do? With
11: a cause, well, if we had more rebels with a cause, like the Bundys, I think we can solve this in about 20, 30 years, don't you think? Maybe. Uh, if we maybe, had more rebels out there. Maybe. Again,
1: I'm not here to split the church and Ammon up, but I am here to say this. I didn't agree with having taken over the refuge. In fact, I was invited to go, and we chose not to go. And I said, I don't think it was the mm-hmm. wisest tactic. That doesn't mean that I'm against Ammon. And I think Ammon's a dear friend and I defend him completely. Okay, I believe God told me not to take yeah. over the refuge. He believes God told him to do so. I'm not here to say he's wrong at all. I'm here to say, you know what? He did the right thing according to his understanding and so did I. And we're great friends and we can agree to disagree on something. I don't attack him for that. Mm-hmm. I defend him because he's right. But I still want to challenge what law did Ammon break? And if he broke a law, then let's talk about it. But as far as I understand, Actually, the poor wow. guy lot, lost two years of his life in prison. The poor guy now has a reputation of violence, although he's never committed <laughs> any. He's got a uh, reputation of anti-government, which is the furthest from the truth. I know him personally. He's as pro proper role of government, a pro-constitutionalist as it gets. Uh, and he's a moral man. I don't see that he's committed any violence. I don't see that he's a womanizer, leaving children all over. I don't see that he's doing anything that violates the Ten Commandments. And so I look at Emma Bunny and say, hey, the courts, including a judge and a jury, have said that he's guilty of nothing. And I stand on that until somebody can prove different. But the mainstream press and even the church and many others have said he's done something wrong and they stand against him. And my response is on what charge? Just show it to me. On what charge?
11: Yeah. Then he, I did he went on the Capitol and, uh,
1: and and trespassed? What about all the other people on the Capitol? Did they trespass too? Answer my question. Did the other people on the Capitol building, or, you know, trespass that same day they said Ammon trespassed? If they did, arrest them all. Nope. If they didn't, then how can you say Ammon trespassed but the rest didn't? See, this is the problem yeah, that I'm highlighting here.
2: Selective enforcement. Okay,
1: this selective enforcement has got to stop. Just because you don't like Ammon, just because you disagree with him, that's fine. But you know what? You can't say he's violent. He hasn't committed any violent acts. You can't say that he's anti-government. He's done nothing that's against the government. You can't say that he's trespassing. The government tased Ammon. The government threw him in prison. And they
2: tased his uh, attorney in the courtroom. They killed his buddy. After they won.
1: The government killed his buddy. Well, they said how violent they were. The only violent ones were the government, right? So you know what, devil's yep. advocate or not, Kevin, I'll take my them my all on physical. over this. They're lying and they're wrong. Yeah, uh,
11: didn't Cliven win a court case, though? I thought he won a court case or something.
1: Yeah, but so did the Hags that I, I just play. highlighted you. The Higgs is the best example. They've been yeah. winning for 35 years to no avail. You want to know why? Yeah. Because the government has unlimited money. They'll just never stop. And what are you going to do about it, Kevin.
11: Not much, unless we got other rebels involved. We well, I think
1: the best the best solutions we can have, I agree with Dallin H. Oaks, is to love our enemies. And I think the only way to take America back is to educate and take the media back first. That's my two cents. Thanks, Kevin. We'll let you fly. Back in a flash.
3: Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation.
12: just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
2: Sam does such a great job picking some good music for everybody to listen to. Uh, you know, in this case, uh, you know, I mean, he got some nice uh, tunes there. Sam, by the way, is a music aficionado. He could be a great uh, DJ or whatever, but, you know, he chooses to do talk radio. This piece that we want to... I'm going to bust uh, out and
1: spin up wanna... some Kanye West tunes right now. Closed on Sunday. <laughs>
2: That's Still right. I, I remember the days of old when... Uh, you know, I actually watched Saturday Night Live. Uh, mm. But, you know, frankly, I don't do that anymore. Uh, in fact, I try to avoid it at all costs. But the headline here from Breitbart says, Kanye West praying for actress Issa I-S-S-S-A, Ray after she said F him during SNL skit. So when I was a kid... Uh, I don't remember any F words on Saturday night live or um, well on any TV and stuff like that but anyway the rap superstar Kanye West he responded uh, about that uh, confirming that he's praying for her and her family that sounds like um, praying for your enemies Sam that's I mean it's a pretty good example of how we should respond when somebody's Well, not so nice to us, you know. And uh, Mr. Kanye West showing us the way. By the way, he's on the ballot in 12 states. Uh, They say Arkansas, Colorado, Idaho, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Minnesota, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Utah, and Vermont. Um, And uh, on what's called, at least what I've heard him called, the birthday party, which is kind of, I mean... It lends to a little lighter kind of a kinder, you know, kind of thing. In some ways, it does. Uh, In some ways, people
1: take it tongue in cheek, but I think he's very serious about his pro-life focus, Kurt.
2: Yeah, amen to that. So I think it's lighter on one hand, but on the other hand, at least in this case, go ahead. Uh, And you know, he's showing us how to love your enemies, uh, you know, at least, which is what we're commanded to do in Scripture, huh?
1: Absolutely. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. And I think the the birthday party idea, though, is to really double down on the importance of pro-life. And he talks about a time when he almost committed an abortion and how horrible he feels about it now and how he feels like his life has changed. This is an example where some would say Kanye West isn't genuine. I would say I can't judge his heart. I'm grateful for the things that he's doing and saying, though. When he wants to promote the birthday party to really focus on pro-life and protect babies, when he really wants Mm -hmm. to... Pray for those people who are attacking him or whatever else. You know, I think he's on the right track with those things, Kurt.
2: Good point. You know, And uh, you know, in a related story, uh, Alana Mastrangagelio, I guess she's a writer for Breitbart, says, uh, Kanye West in campaign ad, we will build a stronger country by building stronger families. Wow. See, so and again, like, you know, this is where
1: I completely agree with Kanye, Kurt. Yeah. He's right. So there you have it. Kanye doing a great job. We appreciate him. We appreciate the change in his life. And we really dovetail that to say everybody can have a change in their life, Kurt. That's right. Everybody That's right. can change and move more towards God's laws and God's... Uh, Admonition to come follow me or whatever you want to say. You know, the Savior Jesus Christ teaching us how to love and be kind. Everybody can move more towards that. And that would be our encouragement on the radio. Now, one last thing I want to say about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I don't speak on behalf for them at all, Kurt. Right. I am a member. I'm a member, uh, I would hope, in good standing. I think I am at least. Uh Right. And I I, um, don't speak for them in any way. I'm not an official spokesman. I'm just, you know, myself. And I speak for myself Mm -hmm. and I agree with the church on a lot of things, but there's a difference between ecclesiastical discussions between a member in private settings with their ministers or their leaders. That's a separate discussion from the public. Yep. And so what I'm saying is from an Ammon Bundy point of view and his ecclesiastical leaders and stuff like that, I have nothing to do with and I don't know, and I have no opinion on it because I just don't know. Right. I'm not here to judge, and I don't know. I'm not involved, and it's not my personal business either. However, from a church point of view, sometimes the public will, uh, you know, the the church will get attacked. Just say, hey, Ammon Bundy's a Mormon. This is what he's doing. Do you endorse it? And they're like, oh, no, we stand against it. They're standing against general situations that may appear in the news. Let me give you an example. They would say to uh, Ken Cromar, obey the laws of the land. And the government, with the media would say, Ken Cromar broke the law. Then the church would say, well, we agree with the government. Ken, quit breaking the law. That's a surface public discussion because of the way it's manipulated in the media and because of the way it's manipulated by government. Okay, government was telling you how Ammon Bundy broke a gazillion laws and how evil and violent he was. And the government responded and said, we stand against that. I'm sorry, the church stood up and said, we stand against that. Well, I agree, I stand against that too if that was the real narrative. But it turned out that was not the real narrative. Okay, so take the Ken Cromar case. I know I'm mixing these together a little bit, but I'm using examples. Ken Cromar, they would say, well, we believe in paying your taxes, Ken. Ken would say, I've paid all the taxes that I owe. Ken would say, I am obeying the law. In fact, I'm the one that filed a lawsuit against them and my lawsuits go through the courts right now. But they jumped the gun and stole my home before the lawsuits were complete, and they jumped the gun and stole my home and kicked me out before I had due process of law and before I had my day in court. The government's the one breaking the law. And I know enough about the case to where I agree with Ken. They have not given him his day in court. They have not given him due process. They did take his home from him. I don't support those actions. I don't. And I know enough about the case to know they haven't given him a fair day in court. Because the IRS doesn't do that. So whose side is the church on? Are they on Ken's side or the government's side? I would submit the church is on neither side. The church isn't involved with Ken's case at all. They don't know the facts. Neither do I completely. And we're bystanders. But as a whole, we're against breaking the law, the church and Sam Bushman. And Ken would say, I'm not breaking the law. The government would say that he is. My response is, let the courts figure that out. On a personal level, I'm not here to judge um, Ken standing before the church. That's a private matter between local church officials and Ken. So I wanted to break that down so people understand exactly where I stand, Kurt. Hopefully that's helpful.
2: Very good, Sam. Yeah, nice work.
1: Are you against uh, breaking the laws, Kurt?
2: Yes, I'm for uh, keeping the laws of the land and for uh, working through the... uh, the uh, established system. Didn't Ammon Bundy know, work through the
1: established system, Kurt, and eventually I was guilty so, of nothing?
2: That's right. So how can you be uh, against that, Kurt? Well, I uh, don't know. Didn't, uh, isn't Ken
1: Cromar trying to use the system right now and he's in court and trying to work through it? They're yeah. the ones that made him homeless over this.
2: Other sure than that, he's trying to work
1: to through me. the courts. So do you support that? I do.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not here to be against the church. But the church has a different reasons for speaking out publicly, separate from cases or relating to issues. And when they get mud slung at them, wrongly and unfairly by the media and everybody else, they're going to defend themselves just like everybody else. So I'll give you an example. They're going to say, hey, you know, Sam, you went into that wildlife refuge and we're anti-government, we're violent. And I'm going to go, I didn't go into the refuge. They're going to go, Sam's at odds with Ammon. Sam's against Ammon. He says, Wait, hold, stop. Whoa. Hey, wait a minute. That's not at all what was said. I just challenged the fact that I didn't go into the refuge. It doesn't mean that I disagree with Ammon. It doesn't mean that I'm at odds with Ammon. I'm not at odds with Ammon at all. In fact, he's a dear friend. I'll defend Ammon completely like I've been doing the whole show. Because I believe Ammon's right. The problem is we've got to reject the spin. How do you get out of harm's way when the media and the government create a, a massive vigilante spin against people? What do you do? Most just run for cover, sad to say. But that's why I come full circle to this whole two-hour discussion and say we have got to get involved in the media because I believe it's the only way we can take our country back. It's the only way we have to set the record straight and bring out the truth. And the truth shall set us free. And the more we can learn about the truth and the more we can learn to love one another and the more we can learn that we're all God's children and we should behave like it, the better off we all are. I guess Philly's back, Kurt. Fed Manufacturing Index?
2: Well, yes, yeah, Sam. Uh you know, The Fed, of course, is, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve. Uh, of course, it's uh, something we ought to eliminate. Uh, but in this case, a uh, headline from Breitbart says, uh, Philly's back. Uh, Fed Manufacturing uh, Index unexpectedly surges. And we've seen even more uh, than this. I mean, they've they talk about right now a uh, recent update on this kind of story is just massive increases in in the uh GDP uh, sam or the gross domestic product Uh, And just imagine what America would be like uh, business-wise and economy-wise and job-wise if you didn't have these states that were still closed. And if you had honest money, Sam, uh, I mean, the gold and silver coinage of the Constitution where right there in Article 1, Section 10, it says no state shall make anything but gold and silver coined tender and payment of debts it seems like Nancy or excuse me Nancy uh, Pelosi that's the constitutional expert there in congress she should would be, be able doubling to understand down on that. what that is so i got you know a question I mean? for kevin when
1: yeah, will the government start obeying right.
2: that law uh, great point sam all right mike Flynn yeah. junior in the news well that's right and if you're not familiar with who he is uh, his uh, dad basically is the guy who uh, you know, was involved in the whole, uh, well, he was chosen by the Trump administration, by the president, to oversee the whole uh, national security. And uh, in my opinion, the uh, Biden-Obama, uh, you know, and the never-Trumpers basically uh, uh, united to get rid of him. He's been dealing with the courts ever since then for like four years. And the headline reads, Mike Flynn Jr. to never-Trumpers. Don't tell Trump's base we don't care about RussiaGate, um, and uh, you know that's that's the bottom line. Is these are good people that served our country, and yet they've been wronged. Talking about the courts, like we have uh, in this case, the courts have uh, really mistreated uh, General Flynn. Don't you think? Big so? time,
1: without a doubt. And this is what I mean, that's though. Right. Where's the law? At first, you think, hey, Michael Flynn's the lawbreaker. If everybody gets attacked, they're like, "Oh no, I stand against Flynn." Huh. When you dig in and find out the truth, you go, "Wait a minute, now Flynn was right. What the heck's going on?"
2: And then you, and then you look at our, uh, you know, steamed gas that his his uh, attorney that wrote uh, license to lie. Um, I'm trying to remember her name, but just a fantastic lady. Uh, you know, she's a little bit uh, older, and yet she's seen a lot, and she knows a lot about this whole thing, and she's written a great book. Sydney, uh what's her la- name? Anyway, um, the book is called License to Lie. We highly recommend it, uh, and, uh, you know, just great stuff there. Yeah, since
1: no one supports Trumps, why don't you finish by telling about the thousands of vehicles, Kurt? <laughs>
2: Yeah, good point. Uh, headline from Breitbart, thousands of vehicles line up in West Texas for Trump train again. Uh, you know, and it's just, they're just happening all over. I see him right on the street corner where I am selling the uh, President Trump hats and signs. I mean, you got old people, young people, people putting signs and flags all over their vehicles. Even I mean, whacked it's, out. It's as if they love him.
1: Even whacked know? out. Liberal Michael Moore says, not so fast. The Trump support is way, way underestimated. Beware of that rolling into the election, ladies and gentlemen. Have a God, family, country-filled weekend. Promote God, family, and country. Protect life, liberty, and property. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.